So today, uh, I'm trying something a little different. Normally when I film things, when I was filming the Monday show or, or anything really, I, I drink a big cup of coffee beforehand. Yeah. So these first two podcasts that we've done, I haven't done that. And so I, I've, I've been a little subdued. This time, big coffee. Just finished it. Tasted great. But also, I got back on my workout horse. Awesome. So I'm feeling good. My energy levels are high. Just uh, just met up with the Honest Trailers dudes. Screen junkies. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. We did a little rap song for them. Excellent. So uh, with all that good news, let's start the show. It's intro music for the nice Peter Podcast. Welcome to the Nice Peter Podcast. So glad you're here with me as always is, is Dante, your co-host. Hello, hello. We experimented with having a guest last week. Uh, we don't have a guest. I said week as if this is weekly. We don't know. We don't know, but last week for the truth. It was truth. last week. Yeah. Uh, we started out by having a guest, and uh, it went great. Uh-huh. And this week we do not have a guest, so we're going to make you the guest. I, uh, I just sent out a tweet to ask if anybody had any Twitter questions, and uh, let's, let's answer some questions from you. Twitter question time! What do you, what do you got, Dante? Uh... At Sass Master Emma asks, how are your kittens with two little kitten emoticons? Oh, that's beautiful. The kittens are great. Uh, I got two cats. My dog, Charlie, passed away uh, this past August, and that was very sad. And the house was very quiet. I heard, like, ghost pitter-patters. Oh. Yeah, it was devastating. <laughs> and uh, it was really, really tough. So I decided to go to the kitten adoption place near my house just to look, just to be around small animals. And I told my brother, I have a brother, and he has two cats, two male cats who are brothers. And he said, get two male cats that are brothers. It's awesome. They fight, and it's great. And so I go to the kitten adoption place, and sure enough, there's these two cats. There was actually three of them in the little, in the little cage, and the, the woman there was like, oh, these two I don't want to separate. They're, they're brothers. They've bonded. I was like, oh. And I picked one up, and it put its little paw in my face, and uh, that was it. Start purring. That, that was it. So. They're upsettingly adorable. Yeah, they're really cute cats. <laughs> it's like I don't like cats. I'm allergic to them. I'm mostly, I don't like them because I'm allergic to them. Sure. And I'll rub my face all over your cats. So soft because they bring me in like a tractor beam of love. Wait till uh, I don't know if this is gonna sound creepy to anybody, but if you if you can get the gray cat. By the way, their names. I experimented <laughs> with a lot of different names. We finally settled on gray cat and orange cat. That that has stuck. As their official name. So gray dude, orange dude, gray guy, orange guy, you know, anything like that. Sometimes I'll call them like snoodles or boodles. <laughs> I think that's brilliant. Or noodles. And so gray cat, uh, he'll crawl under the covers uh, and just lay next to your, your bare skin with his warmth fuzziness. I was kind of stroking myself inappropriately there. Uh, and it's just the soft, and he starts purring, and it's just the softest, warmest, cuddliest just it's divine yeah it sounds really nice and they when they're not fighting they they often spoon each other uh, we, i got them a little cat cat tower a little fur, furniture and they just sit there and spoon it's amazing they're yeah. they're very sweet so to answer your question they're doing great real real beacons of happiness in my life yeah they're making the world better any other questions popping out of you yeah uh how did you get to write for the spongebob movie and that's asked by at shane walker 227 sure so Going a little deeper into that, this this weekend was was crazy, man. Uh, Saturday morning, 
Lloyd and I went to the premiere of SpongeBob SquarePants, the movie, uh, here in Los Angeles. And we got invited to that because we we're in the movie for about half a second. And we, we were both, like, clean-shaven and pale. And we were supposedly playing surfers. And I have a line. I actually have a line in the movie. I say, what, what did you put in these things or something? I don't know. Referring to the Krabby Patty. And uh, we look like just eggs. We look like egg people. <laughs> we're so pale and bald. Um, but the way that that came to be. Oh, and then we, at the end of the movie, you'll see there's a rap battle. And that we wrote that and performed in it. And the way that came to be is the director of the movie, I guess, is a, is a fan of the rap battles. And so he reached out to Lloyd, just got an email one day. It was like, hey, man, uh, SpongeBob SquarePants wants to know if we can write a rap battle between a time-traveling dolphin and some seagulls. And, you know, I think we're the guys. Yeah. No, you guys are the guys. In, in, in this modern entertainment industry, if you need a rap battle between uh, two quasi-unrelated characters, I'd, I'd like to think that we're good for the job. So we took the gig, and that was about a year ago. We started working with them, and uh, yeah, we got to go onto the set, and Antonio Banderas was there. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, he was fantastic. He's much shorter than I expected. He seems like such a gigantic Seems like a giant man. man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. I didn't talk to him or anything. But what was his hair like? Uh, he had, we had a big wig and big beard. Uh, so he okay. plays Burger Beard in the movie. Uh, and we got to see what was pretty interesting. We got to see the movie as it was progressing. So we got to see like the sketch drawing version. And that's that's all we had to write the song uh, from. And then uh, we just got to see the, f- the finished thing in 3D. It was awesome. I got to see my 3D pale face up on the big screen and then hear our song. Very exciting. That's how we spent the morning. And then in the afternoon, I went to this two-year-old's birthday party and played guitar for, for two-year-olds, which just took me back. I used to, my job used to be a magician for little kids' birthday parties. So I got to travel back in time and play songs. We played Old MacDonald. You know, Mary had a little lamb, uh, and that was great. Just little little kids appreciate music like no one else can. They just start wobbling yeah. in time, and that was great. And we played If You're Happy and You Know It, Clap Your Hands. That was great. That's a classic. Oh, it's a great tune. So then, after that, in the evening, we got nominated for a Producers Guild Award. What? Yeah. So that is, here in the Los Angeles film industry, that is where, like, the big guns go party. So I'm sitting at this table, and we are we are the lowest people on the totem pole here at this event. But we're you know we were nominated for producers of a, a digital series, um, and we we didn't win, but but it was you know it was a great honor to be there. And I'm sitting there, and Jennifer Lawrence just walks by me behind me, and then Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad just walks by me, and I'm I'm looking down at what I'm wearing. I'm like, am I dressed appropriately? And I look up, and and uh, Edward Norton is is standing next to me at the bar. And he's wearing like a really nice tuxedo, and I was wearing kind of a weird cowboy shirt with a suit coat. <laughs> and then I looked over to my left, and uh, Merle from The Walking Dead yeah. was there in a very funky outfit. So I was like, all right, th- those are my people. I'm not an Edward Norton type, you know? Yeah. I'm Merle, Merle from Merle. Walking Dead. So we didn't, we didn't really get – it's not the kind of place where you like meet people or take pictures or anything, but it was amazing. Brad Pitt was there, and he – I'll tell you, you can tell how attractive he is from – all the way across a, a, a giant room. He's striking. He He's striking. Out. In the dark, yeah. in a big room from far away, you're like, my, that man is handsome. Gosh. Electricity flying through the room. Um, that was, it was awesome. A lot of really uh, famous producers. This one woman who made, who produces The Walking Dead, Terminator, The Abyss, 
aliens. Jeez. Yeah. What a. That's a resume. It's a giant resume. So, very exciting night. We didn't win, like I said, but uh, it was cool to be there. That sounds incredible. What's the next question? This is fun. Uh, so, at iRavel asks, what's the one character you haven't done yet that you wish you could would in the future? Oh, gosh. Um, I don't, I don't, we don't, I don't think we've had that problem. Uh, it was always Freddie Mercury, and then we did Freddie Mercury. Mm-hmm. And then Rick Grimes from, from Walking Dead was, was one that I always wanted to do, and then we did that. So we, we try not to, if we have that feeling of we really want to do this, we try to make it come true. So try not to live with that feeling for long. At Dutchies Iwa asks, favorite word? Poop. At Keith Swanger wants to know, what has been the most memorable of fun or fun experience you've had with another YouTuber? Oh, gosh. Well, I, I can't, can't answer that completely. I got to meet the bad lip-reading guy who remains a secret. I won't out who he is or anything about him because I think he keeps himself relatively anonymous. But a very smart yeah, young man. Little anonymous genius. Yeah. Very, very smart dude. That was that was exciting because I, I enjoy his videos. I don't know. Today, the, all the YouTuber experiences of I was pretty starstruck by Hannah and Grace. Uh, they're just they're so fabulous. Um, but today was cool. We got to work with the the Screen Junkies guys, the yeah. Honest Trailers. They're funny, man. Yeah. Man, they make funny videos. As you keep on going out there, you realize the uh, vast uh, swath of talent. It's great stuff being made. Yeah. Great stuff. Uh, okay. At AC Robertson 24 asks, will you ever be doing another round of Smash Brothers for Wii U? Oh, gosh. Um, we've been pretty, you know, when we do take time off, which is, you know, every hour we take a few minutes to recuperate, uh, we've been playing a lot of Call of Duty Zombies. Right now we're on the expansion level. We can't seem to beat it. Smash Brothers to me, was too frenetic. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't keep up. There's a lot going on. A lot going on. Uh, my eyes don't know where to look. I always lose my character yeah. every single time. I, I long for the days of the Nintendo 64 Smash Brothers. I thought that was a perfect video game. Did it not zoom out as much? It just wasn't as much going on. Huh. And I found the timing of the controls to be, I don't know, easier, more, more understandable. But people seem to love Smash Brothers, the new one. Yeah. I don't. And when I when I went online to play, I just got obliterated, just just torn to pieces. That's never good. Yeah, I think we didn't we try to once go and play Halo. I believe. Sure. At yeah. Some point. We tried to play Halo online and just got destroyed. Destroyed immediately. There's some no things. Chance. There's some things that we're good at here, and there's some <laughs> things that we're just not. And video games, it's always we're always struggling to keep up. Well, let's take one last question. Oof. Or or two. You know, whatever. Okay. Which is really good. It's this podcast has been exciting because it, uh, you know, I miss the Monday show and I miss making things that that open up this communication. It's it's really exciting to be making the rap battles and making these big videos, but it also keeps us, uh, you know, you out there and and us here a little separate from each other. And this is exciting to get get close. All right, so th- I think relevant uh, and a great username at Beast Mode Always asks, when will you start doing the rap battles again? I got some good ones, dude. Nice. So we we have started. As soon as we got back from um, after the holidays were over, we took took like a week to just relax and turn everything off. I went down to the Caribbean, which was incredible. I think we talked about this. I conquered my snorkeling fears. Yes. So then we dove back into it, and the first thing was to set the schedule. 
So we have to figure out, all right, when are we going to film all these? When are we going to edit all these? So we're doing another block of six. So we had to set up the whole schedule. And it takes us from now, the schedule takes us from now all the way uh, up and through into August. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we know exactly what we're going to be doing on every day from now until August, which is a weird feeling. You know, I, I think the thing that some people seem to forget is that it takes some time to, to make them. Yeah, it certainly does. And, and we, we were working on the director's battle all the way up until the moment it was uploaded. Like literally overnight, Sunday night. I'd say it's like kind of the first one we started writing in a sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the directors? Yeah, like yeah. having to really think about it. Yeah. And then was the last one to be It was the last one to be made. Yeah. But, but we were working literally up until the very moment we pressed upload. We, were, we stayed overnight at, uh, at the editing room and we went out for beers afterwards at, at, at 10 in the morning, which yeah. was interesting crowd. <laughs> at 10 a.m. at the bar. Um, so the process has begun. We are, now are going to probably be choosing beats. That'll probably be the next step so we mm-hmm. can really get into the music. And now the research phase is also uh, a big part of it. So we spend a few weeks really diving into these characters, reading books, watching movies, watching documentaries. And uh, that's that. So, yeah, we're, we've, we've started. We're still open to suggestions. There's, there's two that are a little question marky, but we've got six we got our targets locked on six that we that we like that we think we're gonna make. Yeah. And also, you'll you'll hear it here first. We've started planning a world tour. Very fe- excited. That features the epic rap battles of history. Uh, last year, Dante and I went on a tour, and we used some rap battles. It looks like this year we're gonna do a bigger tour, and Lloyd's gonna come along with us. Yeah. So we're gonna do some music. We're gonna do some rap battles. We will still. Be needing people from the audience to come up on stage and rap with us, um, so that we're very excited. So we know we know what we're going to be doing from now until probably about November, mid-November, and then after that, no idea. Probably get back to it. It's exciting. So one last question, or yeah, I think this is a uh, very important uh, because he says he bet that you won't see it. At way at Buway B asks, "What's your favorite ice cream flavor?" Oh gosh. Probably cookie dough, I think. But yeah, man. Yeah, it's just such a great. It's so great. Yeah. When that came out, it changed everything for me. And I think it was it led the revolution of of ice cream being just a deck a new decadence. Yes. Um, yeah. So yeah, cookie dough is very good. You know what my least favorite ice cream flavor is? Uh, Rocky Road. Green tea. Okay. Green tea ice cream is for. It's not for Americans. I'll tell you that. <laughs> And that sounded much more xenophobic than I meant it. I didn't mean, I didn't mean it's, I just mean, how can you sleep at it's night? It's unpatriotic. If, if it's unpatriotic is what I meant. It's, it, it can, you can be any nationality, it's gross, no matter who you are. I don't understand how anyone tastes green tea ice cream. It's like, mmm, ooh, it's kind of bitter, not very sweet, tastes like dirt. Yum, 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 yum. Did you happen to have that one green tea at that restaurant uh, that was like sushi style? They served it in a sense that it was like, Almost sir it was like served with seaweedness in a car- a caramel. I didn't thing. think it could get grosser. <laughs> it was pretty weird. Yeah, man. no, it green was... tea ice cream is gross. It's for the birds, and birds I don't think would even eat it. My cat might eat it. Appetite just wanted to say, "What is love, baby? Don't hurt me. Don't yeah. hurt me no more." Yeah, Batet, miss you. Oh, is that Mike Batet? Mike Batet. Mike Batet is one of our one of our writers, and uh, also helps us direct on the set. So he's the guy who suggested that we have a trunk shot for Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. He is the guy who also suggested we put Quentin Tarantino in a bathrobe. So that's, uh, that's one of the most important things about, about this series, and I think anything that I've personally done on YouTube is 
is learning how to work with other people and learning how to how to take input and allow other people's ideas who you didn't have to help what you're trying to do grow and morph into something that you could never have done by yourself. Absolutely. And that's 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 uh it's a really exciting part of it because everybody contributes and then by the end you have this like multifaceted thing that appeals to different people. So mm-hmm. God bless you Mike Patet. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Patet might be interested in this next story I'd like to talk about. Uh, so one of my first YouTube videos I ever made was a picture song called Japanese People Are Weird. Yes. So I got a lot of flack for that, for, for, for saying that. And it, it's obviously it sounds slightly racist, which I, yeah. I don't mean. It, I don't, there's no hate or anything But now there. coupled with this green tea the green tea. Uh, thing, Look, yeah. this is not this is not a ra- the green tea ice cream is not a racial thing. I just think it's gross. Uh, the reason I think it's un-American is because green tea ice cream hates freedom. That's <laughs> that's that's all I mean there. So that was one of my first videos when I I submitted to become a songwriter at at the station, and that was the video that got me the job. Certainly wasn't any of the other things I wrote because they were terrible. I wrote a couple of <laughs> sketches that were just horrible. But the Japanese people are weird picture song was kind of what got me started. So I read an article today that a 16-year-old girl in Japan murdered an old woman with an axe because she's always wanted to kill someone. Wow. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't think I could hear something stranger today. And it, it was just the, I don't know, the article then referenced like, oh, this isn't the first time this has happened. There was another... Uh, girl who like killed a classmate murdered a classmate with like a hammer or something and was just curious what it felt like to kill someone and it man that really really freaked me out not because the person happens to be in japan that you know i think people are weird all over the world but to to murder someone because you've just always wanted to yeah i can i make a sweeping generalization please (laughs) um I just I'm, I've I've like learned from different Vice articles and things like that about the cuddle cafes and such, which are also popping up in America, as well as there's like seems to be a thing in Japan as well, of uh, uh, not getting very not getting into intimate relationships with people. Uh, so there seems to be like this interesting relationship to a, a attachment and sensation. Uh, it's like very. I, I I'm not saying it's like not it's not unsurprising or something like that, but it's fascinating that this also comes up in the same culture that where this this new era of cuddle cafes and uh not boyfriends but like paid boyfriends or sure. girlfriends also exists it's it's just an interesting sense it's a sensational thing like i wonder what it's like to feel that or i choose not to feel that i'm actively not going to feel this one sensation or it's a complete anomaly no, anomaly and has look, nothing to do with the Japanese there's, people. There's weird things. No, you have nothing to apologize for. This is your opinion. This is a free uh, I'm just saying it's space. a question. It's not even an opinion. It is simply uh, amusing on so other the question, things. The question is, are you racist? <laughs> and the answer to that is, you know, it's complicated. I think people all over the world are, are weird in their own ways. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm an American person, and you can't see right now, but I put my little fingers, my little quotation fingers in the air. Because, you know, my ancestors are from all over. But, but I do weird things that are, that are distinctly American. And you go to, like, Belgium and there's, you know, the, a peeing boy statue that's, like, super famous. Yeah, which I find. I think nothing's weird about that. I think it's weirder that we, like, take away penises from statues and things sure. like that. Sure. Yeah, no, that's also weird. That's very weird. It's all weird. Peeing yeah. boy, a little weird. 
covering up the penis on a statue. Also weird. weird. Everybody's got their own brand of weirdness. Japanese weirdness, I think, fascinates me deeply. Yes. Because it is, you know, Japanese culture is very different from my Rochester, New York upbringing. Yeah. So when things go weird over there, to me, it's like this very special kind of weird. Uh, poop hats. Don't know what that means. <laughs> you ever seen the pictures of the poop? They're just... That's my favorite word, so a, I'm loving this. It's a dung hat, you know? It's a... Made hat. of poop? You know, like uh, when you go, if you were to go to a uh, Green Bay Packers game. Sure, cheese, there's cheese heads. Yeah. So poop heads. So not made of poo. It's like a styrofoam poo. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that that's odd. But is it weirder than the cheese? No, no, no. It's just it's all a little different. At what uh, part of the, um, the 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 function of the cheese process that you want on your head? Right. <laughs> Do you want? Okay, I get what you're get what you're putting down there. So. This all leads up to, I think I want to visit Japan. Absolutely. Yeah. I want, to, I want to find out more about this culture that I find so fascinatingly weird and see if I can understand it and see if from the perspective of within Japan is, is it as weird? Or, you know, will I look back on my culture and be like, this is weird. I know, you know, I started visiting England about 15 years ago. And when I came back to the United States... Things looked weird to me. Absolutely. Certain things. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the more you travel the world, the more you kind of gain perspective. And I need, I'm diagnosing my need for perspective about Japan. Because right now, I think it's really weird. Yeah. No, I think it would serve you well to check it out for yourself. I want to bring that down. I want to bring down my judgment and bring up my yeah my knowledge. Yeah. I want to learn. I want to learn about Japan. I also want to visit my friend in South Korea. My friend, Benjamin who was one of my best friends in high school, he said something to me that lasted with me forever. So the first time I ever smoked uh, marijuana mm-hmm. was with, with this gentleman. Mm-hmm. And I remember Kurt Loder from MTV <laughs> came out of the television and was, was sitting right in front of me. I remember that distinctly. I remember listening to Sade and, wow. and, and really enjoying it. <laughs> like, I've never gotten so deep into Sade. And then I remember this conversation I had with Ben where he said, Man, you're a funny dude. You can't ever stop. You can't ever give up. If it, you know, if I don't see you on TV or something, I don't know what I'll do. You can't ever give up. That's sweet. It was sweet. It was also a ton of pressure. <laughs> uh, and and his work, I have so much respect for this, for this man. He was such a hardworking, lovely dude. And he was, he was adopted from South Korea, so he is ancestrally South Korean. And then he went away to South Korea uh, to teach English, and he never left. So he's lived there ever since, right after college. But I think, I think with him was like the first time I had a beer. It was like the first time I, I, I smoked weed. All these things. So very important dude. Important dude. Yeah. And somebody I admired, somebody I looked up to, and he told me at a young age. I was maybe f- 15. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about whatever. This is a judgment-free zone. Uh, he told me it was, I, I just couldn't stop or I'd let him down. And there were moments in my career where those words echoed through my head. And even though I wanted to give up, um, I couldn't because then I'd be disappointing one of my childhood, uh, heroes, one of my, one of my best buds. That's really cool. So thank you for that. Um, incredible pressure, Ben. There were some <laughs> real hard times came through it, but I never gave up. And so... That's something important I think we can do for each other is, is tell each other that we believe in each other. Uh, because sometimes you run out of your own fuel. You run out of your own drive. And you've got to count on your friends 
or on your parents unless your parents are just terrible, yeah. which mine weren't. But, yeah. you know, there's a lot of terrible parents out there. But there's, there's going to be somebody who believes in you. You just got to find that person and make them smack you around a little bit. Yeah. There was an interesting uh, part of a podcast I listened to today about uh, internet trolls, and it and eventually went over into this segment. It was This American Life. It went over to this segment about this guy would uh, create emails for himself, and he'd receive them throughout his day, uh, and they were his anxiety. And they would tell him uh, terrible things about himself. And this is kind of jumping off of what you're saying about you know trying to impress someone. This sounds awful so far, but I'm but, I'm okay, bearing so, with you. So, sorry, so you know you're trying to impress someone. That's part of your motivation. Sometimes what's uh, a counter motivation to you is perhaps the, a voice in your head that says to you, uh, "You're not you're not good enough." You know, like you constantly have to uh, fight with this person, and it's a person in your head, so to speak. So he set up an email thing that email him to tell him. Uh, you know, your nose is really big. And like all these weird anxieties he had about himself. And, sure. And eventually seeing it from that perspective of it's an outside. Th- so these are the things you actually he think. He separated his mind into, into exactly. the hater, the inner hater. The inner hater would actually physically email him. And then he could reply and be like, you're a dick. Like, right. Why, why would you say that? He'd and, reply to himself. Yes. And then eventually it helped him to be like, th- those thoughts are absurd. Just as absurd as someone else emailing me and telling me. Your right. nose is too big. Wow, that's deep. And that's, I think that's an interesting, different counter-motivation to wanting to uh, impress Benjamin or your inner Benjamin. Sure. I, I just didn't want to let down my inner Benjamin. Yeah. I think, um, you know, there's, wanting to impress people is also a super powerful factor. No. When, I, when I started on YouTube, there were definitely some people that I, I had something to prove to. Um, I was having some, some difficulties in my relationship with my brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a very poor man. I was a very... I was not quite homeless, you know, but uh-huh. I got close. I definitely almost lived on a couch in Long Beach. Yeah. I was right there. I was going to valet park cars. And uh, I really wanted to prove to my brother that I wasn't a complete failure. And that that helped. Yeah. That definitely kept me going on some, some difficult days. I, I admire your ability to get to the edge. You know what I mean? You really know how to find that edge and experience it and then come back from it. A lot of people are unwilling to get to the edge. And I, I think getting I, to the edge is important. I appreciate that. I can't surf. I can't skateboard. So I can't experience the edge that way. I'm not a physical edge kind of guy. Yeah. But I like, uh, yeah, I like pushing things. Yeah. It's fun to, I don't have, I don't have a really an inner voice of doubt. Uh, That's what I was going to ask you about. Well, yeah, no, when it comes to doing things, I don't have an inner voice of doubt that says I'm not good enough. Uh, I can't do this. It's more, I have almost the opposite of like, I have an inner voice telling me I'm not good enough unless I do this. Interesting. So I, I, if left to my own devices, I think if I had my cats, I'd be fine. Uh-huh. But unfortunately, you can't just live in your house with your cats. Some people have managed it. Some people work. have managed it. It sounds like a happy life sometimes. But I, I have always had something to prove for some reason, and I'm not sure why. Um, I think there's, I don't know, there's a couple, there's, there's milestones happening along your life. My relationship with my parents is interesting. Yeah. They're good people. Yeah. But they definitely always wanted me to do something impressive. They, they were de- my mom was definitely much nicer to me when I did impressive things, which is great. Yeah. It, it worked out okay. Yeah, absolutely. It worked out okay. But I didn't get a lot of that like, oh, you're perfect just like you are stuff. Yeah, see, I was, I was pretty perfect right from the get-go. You were? I was super perfect. Oh, no. I was always like, yeah, good. Try. Keep trying to be better because you're almost good enough, maybe. <laughs> And not, you know, if, I don't think my mom's going to listen to this podcast, but 
hey, you know, these are the truths. But, I mean, that's kind of important, man. Gave me push. Gave me drive. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, there, there's something to be said for that. Yeah. I got, I, got a, I got a lot more approval and attention at home if I did something. Yes. And I started, you know, I tried to play the saxophone first. God bless my parents because I was a horrible saxophone player, and that is a loud instrument. And but if I got something, if I finally got to be able to play something, I could play it for my parents. They'd be like, "That's great, you did a good job." You know, that's how that's how I get approval. So that that worked. So I don't I don't know what I don't know what any of this means. I I do want to talk about haters. Yeah, haters, man. They're they're both terrible. But then I find myself because of the hater phenomenon. I find myself having difficulty not liking things. Because yeah. am, am I being a hater? Do I? I don't like Rihanna. Okay. I don't like her music. Yeah. Uh, I don't like her haircut. That's <laughs> fair, man. It's fair. I I don't I don't I just don't appreciate her. Just like green tea, you're allowed not to appreciate. Am her. I being a hater? No, but you're you're a hater I, if you tell Rihanna outwardly every day. Right. No. 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 I I think she's doing a good job at what she's doing. Mm-hmm. I just don't like it. Yeah. She. She, I think she fakes a sexual maturity that that wasn't like, I'm a rude boy, but you know, like the the rude boy thing. Maybe she, maybe she is that mature. I don't know. But wasn't she like 19 when she was singing about rude boys? Honestly, I have no idea. I don't even I know what a rude boy is. I stay very far away from Rihanna personally because I I have no I have no connection to her. Sure. I, I don't even want to take the time to hate about her. I suppose I am a hater. I just don't think about her. I don't. Okay. I, I avoid her music. If her, when I see her thumbnail, you can't I don't avoid click Rihanna. On it. Rihanna music is forced upon you in in the CVSs of the world. So I don't even realize it until Umbrella. Umbrella is the one that only stuck out to me. Ella, Ella. You, yeah, everyone knows that. Everyone knows that song. That's a fine song. Yeah, it's a fine song. I don't hate you, Rihanna. If you know, I know that you're probably listening to my podcast, so I want to make sure that we clear this up, Rihanna. <laughs> uh, I don't hate you. I just I don't. I don't enjoy your work, and I I I, I want to make sure that 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 it's okay to not enjoy somebody's work without being a hater. Absolutely. In these hater-filled days, yeah. I like it when when someone doesn't like the rap battles. Uh, I love it. <laughs> I li- especially when they when they when they say you know these are cheesy and overacted, and these songs are too short. I'm like, yeah, all right, that's fair. That's all fair. That was is a very short song. Uh, we're a little cheesy. And we definitely overact a bit, but that—that's uh, that's different from the kind of hate you can get on the internet. Which yeah, is, I think that's a critique. That's a critique. Yeah, that's okay. But there's some real. There can be some real haters. I think Rapidals has done a good job of avoiding real, real trolls. Yeah, I don't. I don't dig too deep into the comments section. I don't know. I don't know how we have. I got a. I got a real uh, aggressive troll early on around Hulk Hogan time. Yeah. That left a lot of really creepy comments on like every single one of the videos I was making that said he was gonna meet me in Venice and, and beat my ass and like murder my dad. Yeah. A lot of weird my dad stuff. And um God, it was it was hundreds of comments. It wasn't just like a few. And I finally wrote the dude. I, f- I don't remember how I, I was able to write him a message and said, Hey man, you know, it seems like you got a lot of anger some towards something. I don't I don't think it's me. Unless maybe it's me, you know, maybe he was one of the people we sang to in street music and we made fun of him when he was just minding his own business and then he saw himself in a video. I, I don't know. I didn't know. Yeah. So I, you know, I said like if, if I've wronged you in some way that I don't know about, I, I would like to know. I would like to clear this up. I'd like to apologize. 
And he wrote back and said, nah, I've just been having a hard time. Sorry. I'll delete all my comments. You know, and to springboard off of that, This American Life, the same podcast I was referring to mm. with the email, uh, the girl, the first story is a girl who uh, gets a terrible hater, much like that one, but goes after her in awful ways. And she finally broke down and wrote an open article about the hater being like, I, you know, I can't believe why you do that. Uh, I just lost my father. He he created a fake Twitter account for her dead dad, and they would tweet her as her dead dad. That's pretty dark. It, it was terrible. But the uh, the that's some uh, Japanese level weirdness. <laughs> the title's called "If You Don't Have Anything Nice to Say, Say It in All Caps." Ah, yeah, it's a very good episode. And it's anyways, she confronts him in this way, but not confronts, just openly says, y- "You got me. You hurt me. This right. is awful." And he. Uh, takes everything down, apologizes, and then she ends up interviewing him later on, and he's, he, she like changed his life by directly saying, "Hey, I'm a person, and this hurt," and he just never experienced that before in his record of trolling, and and truthfully, he admitted that a lot of his trolling had to come from, you know, she was a, a bigger girl who was a very okay with her her big size and would talk about it, sure, and he was a a, a bigger gentleman, and he was almost uh, mad at her for being okay with who she was. Huh, wow. Really interesting. Fascinating wow. podcast. That Can't recommend up, it enough. The, yeah, the, This American Life is one yeah. of the best best things in the world. That uh, that brings so many thoughts to mind. I, I wonder if sometimes people just need to know that they can do something, that somebody's listening to them. Yes. And so sometimes it, it helps when you yell a lot. So I, I had an interesting experience with a, a, a man named Bo Burnham. Mm-hmm. So... I was a very frustrated uh, comic musician, and I was stupid. I was. This was before I ever made a YouTube video. I was. I was frustrated and stupid about it. And I. I, I watched Bo Burnham videos, and I, I kind of watched his whole career take off out of nowhere. And instead of looking at his videos and be like, "Oh my God, this is smart. I should learn something from this," I would get so mad, and I was so jealous. Mm-hmm. And looking back, and I, I feel like such a little idiot. But at the time, I just was a little idiot. And I made this like streaming show where I, I sang like a whole song making fun of him and really mean, like saying some really mean, nasty things. And I was just, I was jealous. I was, I, yeah, I don't even know. There's no other word. I was yeah. jealous. And he put a comment on. I put somebody, one of the guys I was making the video with put it up on, uh, on a YouTube channel and he left a comment saying, yeah, I'm a total dick. And I, I couldn't believe it. This was Bo Burnham. He was already a relatively big deal. And he saw this video of me just pitifully making fun of him, left a comment, and it just reali- I, I just realized, oh, my God, oh, my God, what a, what a small connected world we're in. What a, I feel like such a dick. Mm-hmm. And it was a powerful, transformative experience to me where I realized this is a waste of energy. To look at something and get angry because you're not it is, is a complete waste. Why don't you look at something and learn from it? Yeah. And my next great, the next great admiration of a video producer that, that came into my life was Mystery Guitar Man. Mm-hmm. And instead of being jealous, I just, I just learned. I looked at what he was doing. I was inspired by it. It inspired me to take new risks, try new things, work twice as hard on one video than half as hard and, and do something else. So that was a real, Bo Burnham changed my life by calling me out as a total uh, little little asshole. Yeah, I think it's important to do something like that to hit it face on. Yeah. If you're the receiver, sure. Or the doer. I've 
I've had the opportunity to do that. And because of it made me feel so bad that I haven't done it. So somebody will leave a comment sometime on a rap battle. Be like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Everything you do sucked since Chuck Norris, Abraham Lincoln. You guys suck. You're over the hill. You're just too old to be making this. And your hair is stupid. And you look like an egg in SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> and, you know, I've, 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 I, we do see all those. You know, we, we get a lot of comments nowadays. Yeah. But those ones really jump out at you, especially when they're super accurate. And, uh, I've, I've thought about, you know, going to these, these people's YouTube and just be like, hey, man, I saw your comment. You're right. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a dick. <laughs> I'm an egg. Yeah, I'm an egg. I'm an egg person. But I've, I've restrained myself because, you know, although it was a powerful, transformative experience for me, I don't want to mess with some, some dude's head if he's, not, if he's not ready for it. Yeah. So I've restrained from, from doing feeding. that. And I've just I've learned how to take it in stride a little bit. It's, t- it's still because we do... Uh, we look to the audience, and the audience on YouTube is—it's—it's it's so much of a part of what we do to to learn about where to go next, how to how to you know adapt our videos to the changing, changing tides of YouTube while still maintaining our own creative vision. We do read a lot of comments, and I see a lot where people are like you'll probably never read this. I I definitely read it. Yeah. And I, I yeah, you, you just take it all in. It seems that no matter what you do, uh, it still affects you. Because I heard Rogan and uh, who is it, his guest, Shane Smith of Vice News, uh, talking about the same exact thing. But huh. these flood of you know praise and just general, hey, great. Yeah. And there's that little one thing. Yeah. That, is, that it always seems to stick out for anything you do online. That one, that one comment, you, you, and then you think about it for longer than you have to. Right. Especially compared to the. The ratio. Yeah, it's it's in. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I th- there's something about the way that that it is in the internet. If you were performing in a room, all right, and you played a song, and seventy percent of the people really enjoyed it, twenty people really didn't like it very much, they would just stay quiet. You know, they just wouldn't clap and cheer as loud. They wouldn't be like, "That sucks. You're horrible." That wouldn't be appropriate in any other venue. But on the internet, it's totally okay to say, "That sucks. You're horrible." Yeah, that's like a a standard comment. Um, and yeah, I, you know, my, my own journey with Weezer took me through some of those same emotional loops where I used to look at Weezer as, as, as mythic gods that just are so far away from my world that it, it, you know, there's no connection here. It's like me making fun of Zeus, not, 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 which we did in a rap battle, but I mean the actual like Zeus God that it just, it's trifling. And then uh, I made a song, you know, I, I'm a big Weezer fan. Always have been. Always will be. I went through a phase where I had some opinions about some of the musical choices they were making, and I expressed them on stage in, in Long Beach at a, at a venue, and I sang this whole song about, about Weezer. Very hateful. And I had it up on my MySpace page, because that's how long ago this was. <laughs> and then I started working in YouTube, and Weezer did collaborations with Dave Day's and Mark Douglas from Barely Political, mm-hmm. who are both my friends. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, this band of mythic god beasts was working with my personal friends. And I, I immediately went, like, I hadn't used my MySpace page in a while, but I, I looked and it was still up there and I felt like such an idiot. I was like, these are, they might have, they might have checked me out to see if they wanted to, to do this project with me. I wasn't quite a, a big enough channel at the time. But I, I took it down and just realized that 
that everybody's a person, every artist is a person, and they're going to do what they're going to do. And if you don't, if I don't like it, it's probably best if I just shut up. As long as it's not, as long as it's not like hurting the world. Yeah. What business is it of mine? And it's the one difference between a fair critique and the uh, being a jerk. Yeah. Blathering of the mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I was doing. But I've, I'm really lucky to be super old because I got to have this phase of life where I was just a, just an idiot, just making, just making bad choices. And, uh, and I, again, I admire your ability to take it to that edge nah. of idiots here, whatever you want to call it, man. But, you know, some people play it a little bit too safe in this life. And Maybe. It's, uh, it's a little more fun to sure. <laughs> see how dumb you can go. I'm glad I learned how dumb I can go. And it hits, it's dumb, that is for sure. <laughs> um, but now I realize that just we're all just people. Even Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. She was but right she... near me with her beautiful Beautiful side boob. Yeah. Now I can imagine. She's, and she's the kind that makes you think you can sit down and chat with her a little bit. Sure. She has an approachability. Yeah, totally. Did, uh, you, did you consider approaching her? No. Gosh, no. No. Did it wasn't it, that kind of Did it go through your head at all no, for a second? No. No. Anyone it wasn't there? like that. Was there anyone there that you're like, maybe I'll talk to Edward Norton? Nope. No. No, like proximity? I almost thought about going up to Merle from Walking Dead because he looked a little lonely. Did you hear him talking at all? No. So I wonder if he always he always talks like that. I don't know. I don't know I don't know much about him in real life. Huh. He's a great actor. She just said hi to Merle. I know. I, I'm not very good at that stuff. Lloyd's much better at that. He's yeah. Lloyd is really good. Lloyd I don't think has fear or judgment. <laughs> uh he just he is he's such an honest uh who he is, dude, all the time, that he'll say something totally foolish, but it's totally true. Yeah. Like that dude's got weird legs, you know, and the dude's standing right there. And I would, I'm like, geez, Lloyd, he's right there. He can hear you. What? His legs are weird. Look at him. Sure enough, he does have weird legs, but yeah, God, God bless Lloyd, too. Yeah. So what, what did we learn today? I don't know. We've learned that the rap battles are, are we're cooking them. It's going to take a minute. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a cross-country drive. You know, people asking, "Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we... We're not, but we're we're in the car." Sure are. We want to. We really want to make these next six very interesting. We want them to be classics. Uh, we're not. We're not aiming to make. You know, I think we get we get intimidated by by the success of the series, and think that we have to please everybody. But these next six, we just we want to make things that matter. In some way that are either educational or interesting or, you know, catchy, good songs, videos that we love. Yeah. Some people aren't going to like them. Especially the people who consistently request Five Nights at Freddy's, which is a video game. So the, oh no. It's about Chuck E. Cheese, kind of? Yeah, Frazbear. Fra- Fazbear? Freddy Fazbear? Fazbear? Freddy Fazbear. I think. I, I've never played this game. I did. I did. All right. Here's, here's, here's how real this connection is. Okay. We got these comments for Five Nights versus Five Nights at Freddy's versus Chuck E. Cheese. Uh-huh. It's been the most popular suggestion. Now, I immediately dismissed it as I will never do anything that is related <laughs> to Chuck E. Cheese in some way. That just doesn't seem like rap battle material. But I did take the time to go, all right, what is this? What are they talking about? I looked it up, found out it was about a video game, learned about the video game. It's like a horror, scary video game. It's very popular. I've never played it. Maybe I'll play it just to learn about it. Um, 
We're not going to do it as an epic rap battle of history. But it did get my brain turning. Like, what if we, what if we started a different segment of rap battles, which is rap battles between video games characters? Because yeah. that, they're you know, video game characters are the new sports heroes to to, to some folk. And Absolutely. I, that, yeah. there's some interesting stuff to be made there. So, the people who wanted us to do Chuck E. Cheese might not enjoy these next six right away. But I hope, you know, when you look back at them, you're like, all right, those are those are good videos. Yeah. I know more now from watching. That's one of my favorite feelings in the world. Besides my cat cuddling up to my bare chest, which I hope isn't weird. Is that weird? You give me a weird, no. weird look. No, man. I'm just thinking I was going to add cookie dough, too. It's probably cookie a great, dough, great, 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 right, great so thing there. A couple of favorite things. Chest cuddles with with cute, sweet, warm cats. Cookie dough ice cream. If I could combine those two into some sort of luxurious relaxation time, amazing. And when we get a message, a tweet, an email, a letter from someone who says that the epigraph of the history helped them pass a test or helped them gain an appreciation for a subject, yeah, that man, I wanted to be a teacher. There was a time in my life when I was going to be a teacher. Unfortunately, I was a horrible student. Wasn't very good at the whole going to class thing yeah. in college. Um, I ended up dropping out of college. If you're out there, I highly recommend dropping out of college. <laughs> uh, finish high school. That's important. And if finishing college is right for you, do it. And, and go. It's definitely worth going. But if you get to a point where you're like, this is stupid. I'm not learning anything. I'm just racking up piles of debt. Yes. Take the leap. Go do something for yourself. It's There's possible. There's so much to learn in the real There's world. There's so much to learn. I have learned so much more out of school. So, uh, yeah, I hope my mom's not listening because she'll definitely be freaking out at me telling people to drop out of college. I'm just saying me and Lloyd both did, okay? And we we do all right. And Mary. And Mary Doodles. Yep. So it, it, we're, we're past the time in history, I believe, where you have to have a degree to progress with your life. And the fact that it's costing so much money and creating these piles of debt for people, it's getting a little out of hand. So don't stop learning. Don't ever stop learning. Don't stop reading. Don't stop, you know, finding out how to work and find a, a career path for yourself in this world. But you can do it your own way. That aside, what was I going to say? College class wasn't a good teacher. I think I might have been a good teacher, yeah. but I wasn't able to complete the curriculum. Curriculum, And uh, I think I would have been very frustrated with the, the, the bindings of the school system. Yes. So to now I have the opportunity to do some sort of teaching at all or get people excited about history the the russians battle the you know the renaissance artists battle mm-hmm. if there's one person out there that like gets interested in in math because of our isaac newton battle i'm a happy dude yeah so learning cuddling cats eating ice cream that's what we do here have a very nice week bye go to sleep let your head fall let your dreams take you where you want to go And leave your worries to the sun Yeah, leave your worries to the sun Let your eyes drop Your pillow will catch you And wake you when you're done So leave your worries to the sun
Leave your worries to the sun.